We wanted to examine the last number of decades because that's the period in which Lake Erie's water quality has deteriorated again. We wanted to understand what might have changed uh, in terms of nutrient inputs to the lake. And what we found is that overall, roughly 70, 72% or so of the uh, sources of agricultural phosphorus is from commercial fertilizers, about 28% from manure of all forms, you know, beef, uh, hogs, and poultry. However, there's significant differences between each side. The U.S. side is roughly 80% commercial fertilizer, 20% manure, whereas on the Canadian side, it's roughly 50-50. So, so that's a significant finding that has significant implications for the types of management actions and the types of producers that are targeted with different programming we also examined the uh, the computer models that have been developed, and we found that those models, while quite highly developed, um, they, they also help us understand that it's a variety of management practices that are going to be needed moving forward to reduce phosphorus inputs from agricultural landscapes. There is no one silver bullet. The final thing that the report looked at, which was, I think, important, is through an examination of the sources of nutrients and patterns and trends of nutrients, what we found is that by and large, the application rates of commercial fertilizers haven't changed wildly over the since the 80s. By and large, manure application has remained relatively constant in a total watershed area. During that time, we've seen crop yields go up. And so that's suggestive uh, that there's other factors at play that are affecting the lake. And so we looked at things like um, tillage practices and the movement of, of, of no t movement to no-till that occurred in, in, in the 90s and some of its influences, the widespread um, draining of, of the agricultural landscape using drain tiles um, is a significant factor in how phosphorus and in what quantities phosphorus moves to the to the lake. There was a buildup we found of, of uh, phosphorus in soils through to the mid-1980s from over-application of fertilizers up to that point. But since the mid-80s, there's been actually a bit of a drawdown occurring in some locations. And overall, in the present day, at a large geographic scale, the um, application of fertilizers is roughly in balance with the nutrients that get consumed by crops and then removed from the landscape through 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 crop harvest. How then will this information be practically applied? Well, this information it's been tr transmitted to governments. It's uh, it's it's going it's it'll find its way to the environmental and agricultural agencies if it hasn't already, and the information in this report will be very helpful to the management and policy community and considering specific actions on the landscape that uh, influence uh, both the row crop growers as well as the, uh, the livestock growers and how nutrients get applied to those agricultural landscapes. Basically, this solidifies the hypotheses that the, a large majority of the algae growth is, in fact, due to manure and fertilizer. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think it's just an affirmation that the biggest single largest source we need to get a handle on is the agricultural fraction. And within the agricultural fraction, this report provides a little bit more resolution to activities that address both commercial fertilizer and manure.